Hello, welcome to the Hoop Collective Podcast. We talk about the NBA, even in emergency situations. Joining us from New York City is Tim Bontips. True emergency pod today, I think it's safe to say. Wednesday afternoon. Wasn't quite that much of an emergency, Ben McMahon, because it took Bontemps like an hour to get to this. We just well, that's I love living in New York City, but uh, trying to get somewhere in Manhattan in a short amount of time is not ideal. Joining us from Dallas is Ben McMahon. Howdy, partners. Hey, Mavs opened up practice today. That's definitely what we're going to be talking about, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You had to sprint uh, home from the facility to uh, wait for Bontemps. <laughs> Not that anyone's ever waited for me, just just to be clear. Exactly. Um, all right. So Dave Miller gets traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, this is fascinating on several levels. I'm very fascinated by what's going to happen with Drew Holiday. I'm interested, maybe not fascinated, interested in what will happen now with the Phoenix Suns. But for first, um, let's discuss what happened um, from the Bucks' perspective. Um, I, I know that uh, we knew that Milwaukee was involved. You know, I've, I've heard that Milwaukee was involved with other discussions, uh, you know, as well with other players. Um, certainly they reacted to Giannis's several different types of comments. Um, I the reason I didn't foresee this trade was because I didn't really foresee the Blazers wanting Drew Holiday. So they clearly made this move, even if Drew Holiday doesn't remain a Blazer. They clearly made this move because it was the best choice that they had. Bon temps. And um, also, they already had pretty much mortgaged the short-term future um, in an effort to appeal, I think, more to Giannis and I guess to increase their chances of winning the title this year, although we'll talk about that, by giving up pick swaps in 28 and 30, when I have no idea what, what Giannis will be physically or actually located, and the 2029 first-round pick. I mean, um, um, this is one of those trades that um is really really going everything you possibly can to go in sort of similar to what the Suns did for bradley beal and i guess that's the type of thing Giannis wanted and that's what Giannis got bontemps yeah i mean this summer has been about doing what Giannis wanted i mean they hired the coach that Giannis wanted Giannis said you know both to Tani Ganguly and on a podcast after that that he wasn't sure about the he basically said he wasn't sure about the commitment of the organization and they went out and got a guy he's, you know, pretty clearly had interest in playing with in Damian Lillard. I got to be honest, though. I don't know if this, to me, makes them much better this year. Like, Dame's really good. It's not about Dame, but so is Drew Holiday, who is a perfect fit for that team. And now all the assets they had to potentially upgrade around the four guys they had, they're now all out the door. And it says all in on Dame with Giannis. And if this gets Giannis to stay, like ironically the Drew Holiday trade that was made a few years ago, and next summer Giannis signs an extension and stays an extra couple of years and well, stays if, the whole rest well, of his career. My, my question is going to be, was, will Giannis sign an extension now? Well, I think uh, we know the answer to that is no, regardless. But maybe he will. And if he does, then hey. like then I mean, that's, a, that's a question for Monday. Like, certainly you know, is. Like, I, I'm not saying that the Bucks should have gotten that locked down, but... I would have hoped that conversation was at least broached. Yeah, I mean, they look, pulled the trigger on this. And it, and if that happens, then yeah, that is a win then for the Bucks. But like I've been thinking about it for the last hour since this trade happened, and I I just Dame's an awesome player, but he has very specific strengths and weaknesses, and those weaknesses, particularly at the defensive end, like 
yeah, the Bucs have Giannis and Brooke, but they basically have nobody else to guard anybody on the perimeter now. And I I, I don't know. I, I don't, I, honestly, I don't really know if, how much I like this for any of the teams involved, though I do think that the Blazers, by doing this trade and getting Drew Holiday, you know, we're going to talk about this later. Drew Holiday is going to have a very, uh, a very fervent market around the league. And there's going to be a lot of teams trying to trade for him. And I suspect they're going to get a decent amount for him and that'll probably bump it up. But I don't really like this trade for Phoenix, and I I just don't know if it makes the Bucs better enough right now. I know well, McMahon's mad. I can see McMahon's face, though. I know he's mad at me for saying I'm this. Not, I'm not mad at you. You're the urine-soaked wet blanket. I mean, this is who you <laughs> are. You're just tinkling all over uh, just this extremely exciting trade. And what do we do? Oh, you don't know if this makes the Bucks better, dude. They just got one of the best offensive point guards in NBA history. Now, he's expensive. Ain't my luxury tax bill to pay. Yeah. Not, not, you know, not, not my problem. But hey, Giannis, how do you feel about this franchise's commitment now? You know, like those questions, that that whole uh thing is over. Like, hey, you you wanted this, you wanted this star, boom, we got him. Like I said, it is ironic because it's the exact same thing that they did with Drew Holiday the last time that Giannis was kind of waffling a little bit or a lot of bit. But, dude, I love the fit of Damian Miller. Now, obviously, with a qualifier, he has to stay healthy. But Damian Lillard running pick and roll with Giannis and if you you want to trap Dame, you got Giannis going four on three downhill with a head of steam, surrounded by guys who can shoot the ball. Middleton can still guard on the perimeter. I like Pat Connaughton. Um, I look, Dame has never played, and you can say he's part of the reason, but he's never played on a on a really good defensive team before. I still believe the Milwaukee Bucks with Lopez with with that front court with Lopez, with Giannis, with Middleton, are going to be a damn good defensive team. Um, and now they're getting, this is going to be the best offensive team that Giannis has ever played on. I, th- I think this bumps the Bucks to being the best team in the Eastern Conference. Um, and, you know, I like it for Portland, assuming that they're going to be able to turn around and get good value for Drew Holiday. They're going to get good value for Drew Holiday. Yeah, we'll, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about that in a minute. Just hold on. But I, I like it for Portland. Um, I think I think Aiton fits their timeline better. It's a sw- it's a swing at some talent there, and then I do think they got very good draft capital here because that far down the road, I, I think yep. those are going to be quality picks, both the swaps and obviously the uh, the pick from the Bucks. And then to me, for Phoenix, while Aiton is a talent, it was time we talked about this last year. We died, you know. After we'll talk about. Time. Hold on, we'll talk about Phoenix in a minute. I just want to talk okay. about Milwaukee right you now. Wanna, I think it makes the Bucks the best team in the Eastern Conference. I th- and I love the fit of Dame with Giannis. And I will say, way, it ain't South Beach, but Dame's already put out there. He's excited. He's happy. of course he's excited. This was the stupidest thing about this entire thing. Oh, Dame's not going to report somewhere. Yeah, he's one of the highest character guys in the whole goddamn league. He was going to go play anywhere he got <laughs> traded to. Now he got traded to play with Giannis. Of course, well, he's he would have re- he would have reported to Toronto. Um, he would have reported uh, anywhere. 
Right, he but wasn't going to not show up. There's a difference between reporting and being happy. I think Dame's looking. He might at this not thing. have been. Yes, this is so by far Dame's best chance to contend for a championship. Yes, it's not even funny. No question. And hey, credit to Joe Cronin for uh, not succumbing to pressure from Dame and and uh, and his agent Aaron Goodwin. Not well, they didn't even come it. close to it because they didn't talk for almost three. It was. Like eleven or twelve, eleven weeks since they yeah. talked. Since they talked, not, to not, let's, not, let's, oh, hey, you got one team you want to go to? Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it didn't work out here. We'll get you there. But he didn't do Dame dirty. He did right by Dame. He put him oh, in a chance where he's content. He, he did the Heat dirty, man. Because I don't know what'll happen in the future. I don't even know if Giannis is going to extend or whatever. But the, one of the reasons why I think the Heat weren't going all out to get Dame is because they were like, look, we might be able to make offers for Giannis in a year. Yeah. Um, and so well, look, I don't know what happened. The Blazers also haven't engaged with the Heat in months. Almost so, three. So I yeah. would just say that <laughs> I don't think this was a motivation, just to be clear. But when the dust settles here, the Blazers probably have a little sly smile that not only did they not send Dame to Miami, but they potentially walled off Miami from well, having let, hopes let's, to get let's Before we talk about the Bucs, let's just get, touch on this real holiday, Mr. Riley. Well, let's just touch well, on this real quick. Is this package that, that Portland got better than Tyler Hero, Jaime Jaquez, Nikola Jovic, and say two or three picks and swaps? Is it is it are we saying it's better than that? I have no For idea. Sure? I have no idea w- what their evaluation was on the two guys that the the you know the two guys that the Heat drafted in these last couple classes. And I would say I would feel better about shorting the Bucks long term than the Heat. I don't disagree with that. I just I I don't think this is far better. I mean, again, we'll see what they get for Drew. I don't think this is far better than that outcome. I do think it's far better than what it looked like the outcome was going to be up until a few hours ago. So credit to Portland for that. <laughs> But, you know, you know the, other, the other thing is, how, how much does Joe Cronin and, and that uh, the front office in Portland, you know, what's their evaluation of DeAndre Ayton? Again, I was going to say, like, uh, people people rip on uh, Tyler Hero's contract. Yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot of people who think the DeAndre Ayton contract. No, I would say the Ayton contract is worse right now. And in, in fact, I would say that if you're looking at some of the suspect contracts in the league. I'm not saying Jeremy Grant's ranks at the top, but it's certainly on the watch list. It's high on the list. Yeah. On the watch list. And DeAndre Ayton's contract is definitely on that watch list. I I think they'd have had an easier time. Let's say, let's just, again, let's just say they didn't like Tyler Hero. They wanted to turn him into stuff. I think they definitely would have had an easier time turning Tyler Hero into stuff than DeAndre Ayton. Now, to your point, McMahon. Well, no, they they, want DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. I I understand. That's what I'm. I, mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Obviously, they chose him over Yusuf Nurkic, right. who, by the way, they signed to a four-year contract last year that they immediately regretted too. So, you know, I, it's not, not it's, as much as the Suns regretted the Aiden contract that they didn't. Well, sign the and I, well, and I, yes, we'll get to the Nurkic, Suns. I don't. Nurkic like this is for a them. match for Willard. They they liked the Nurkic matchup with Willard, so they that was a pairing they kept together. Mm-hmm. But I. I agree. Obviously, Nurkic didn't have a very good year, but I'm just saying that was at least part of it. Yeah. But I would just what I would just say about Portland, their evaluation of the Heat's assets was apparently pretty quick. And if they seriously explored what they could have gotten for flipping Tyler Hero, 
It never made it to my ears. So I'm not sure if I'm not sure what their motivation for not commuting, uh, communicating what the heat was. I'm not sure if it was an issue with the heat. I'm not sure if it was that they didn't want to give Dame what he wanted uh, or didn't want to be seen that way. I'm not sure if they. Well, and ultimately totally... it doesn't matter. Cause also the, I'm going to the... say something else. I'm not even a hundred percent sure that Tyler hero was in the offer. And there's been a lot of assumptions about what offers were. Sure. Right. I'm not sure Tyler here was even offered to be honest with you. Right. I'm not sure what picks were offered and, you know, and yeah, what I don't think it obviously didn't, picks. it obviously didn't get very far and they haven't talked in months, but like, we don't, we can talk about that another day. Let's, let's focus on what happened. All right. So Milwaukee, they ranked 15th in the league last year during the regular season in offensive rating. Um, they were not a good offensive team. Uh, now last year they didn't have Chris Middleton for a bulk of the season. Giannis dealt with some injuries during the season. So maybe it's not a hundred percent fair thing, but if, and you know, the Denver Nuggets were number two offensive team in the league last year, number one in the playoffs. If Milwaukee's valuation is that their number one defense, which they had, or actually they were number three, their number three or defense, actually, I'm sorry, they were number four. Um, but if their defense, their defensive first team, was not good enough, and they needed to flop it into more offense. That is justification for why you're flopping out a guy like Drew Holiday for a guy like Dame Lillard. That you're saying that in the modern NBA, having high high octane offense and a good, if not potentially, if if a little bit less than great defense, can get it done. That could be their evaluation. The other thing is Drew Holiday was not signed past this season. Now, he gave an interview to the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel that published uh, Tuesday, yesterday. Mm -hmm. And in this interview, he was asked about whether he would sign an extension. He said, I would love to. Before I even won here, I think I said I'm a buck for life, and I mean that deep in my heart. I don't want to play for any other team. I think we have a chance to continue to do great things as, a Bucks, as the Bucks team and organization, so I want to be in Milwaukee. That is very admirable to say that, but he couldn't sign an extension until February. Now he can't sign an extension until uh, March, end of March. He gets six months uh, before you can sign an extension after you're traded. So well, that's, that's a that's fact. Probably about to get reset, or not about to. Well, no, no, it's got nothing to do with that. He can't. It, if he gets traded somewhere else, he could still extend. That's not the issue. It's that he can't. It's he couldn't sign it till then because of the contract date. Yeah, once you once you get once you get traded, you can't extend for six months. And Holiday was not permitted to extend with the Bucks at all until February. And so I do think that they are taking an uncertain contract situation with Holiday and turning it into a certain contract situation because I think Drew Holiday, even if the Bucks were in first place on their way to. 60 wins. I'm not sure that Holiday could extend with without knowing what's going to happen with Giannis, regardless of these very kind words that he said in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. So I'm not, sure. I don't know on the pie chart of like how big of a thing that worrying about the contract is, but they get a guy that has contract certainty um, that they're hoping will keep Giannis in contract sure. certainty. Sure. Um, and that's a factor. And like, like I will sit here and listen. I always default to defense first. I will sit here and listen to your points. Um, although Drew Holiday did not have a great series against the Heat last year, his track record 
is very, very strong for being able yeah, to. Yeah. I mean, McMahon he correctly had a great said. season last year. Yeah. McMahon correctly said Dame is one of the best offensive guards in the league, one of the best offensive guards ever, certainly. He's in the top 75 list, top right? 75. Drew Holiday is arguably the best two-way guard in the league and has been for a couple of years. Might be the best two-way guard in the league when you factor in how good he is at the defensive end. So, like, it's not about how good Dame is. I just I think Drew is a perfect fit with that team. And maybe, you're right, this is going to give them a chance to supercharge their offense. Maybe it will work. I just would have rather had the Bucks have their four guys and then use the $20 million or so in salary they have and these picks to go add something else to that group. I think then it would have unquestionably said if they could have made a deal like that, they're the best team in the East. They very well be the best team in the league. They win a title. They might win a title with this team, but I just I just don't know on the I just don't know how much it really raises their ceiling. It does give them certainty. It does maybe convince Giannis to stay. If it does that, great, obviously. But it, it's fast, certainly a fascinating trade. Okay, so the the Bucks now have a couple of roster spots. Um, they also have a they lost a little bit on the wing with Grayson Allen um, being traded. I'm not sure who their fifth starter is going to be. Not sure what they have left to trade, to be honest with you. I suppose they could trade one of their other players. Um, <clears throat> so we'll see what happens with that to be discussed. More Hoop Collective podcast after this. Now, Portland. There was discussion in recent days about Toronto. I feel pretty strongly that there was some sort of offer from Toronto to Portland. I do not feel strongly, however, that OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, or Pascal Siakam were in that offer. Um, I can't what say are we talking about there. Well, and that's why the deal couldn't happen. I think that there was maybe Masai looking for a deal, um, like he got on Kawhi Leonard. And I will just say that you may say to yourself, well, then why would he even have a conversation? But I'll just say what I said about the Kevin Durant situation last summer. If you were going to acquire Damian Lillard in trade, on the other side of the trade, you had to have a team that was ready to win at the highest level now. Not in six months, not in 12 months, now. And if you're Toronto, trading away one of those three pieces would not get you there. Yeah, that's and why so, Toronto never made any sense to me because I nope. just didn't see how that, right. how that puzzle fit together. It only worked if Portland was willing to sell him for the poo-poo platter. And frankly, it never made sense to me why they would do the poo-poo platter when they could have gotten something from Miami that could potentially be better. Because no matter what you want to say, no matter how you feel about Tyler Hero, acquiring Tyler Hero, which I'm sure they probably could have gotten if they pushed. Again, I don't know if Hero was in the yeah. offer, would have been a higher value player than anything, higher for value sure. than Grady Dick, with all due respect. So I think Portland, I do think some other teams definitely were sniffing around. I think Boston sniffed around. I think Boston will be potentially in contact with Portland, looking to do business um, potentially here in the next couple of days. Well, there's um, going to be there's going to be about twenty teams in contact with Portland. Right. I suspect over the next few days. It it became kind of clear that Aiton was going to go to Portland. Um, mm -hmm. It just depended on what the package was going to be, depending on what other third team that Portland made. But I think the Aiton Nurkic trade was agreed to. What do you think, Bontemps? Seven to 
14 days ago. I mean, I don't know exactly when it was agreed to, but it's certainly been floating out there in the ether for a while. And like, I, I, I get what you're saying, McMahon, about it being time in some respects. I just don't think that was the case though. I don't think it should have been the case. And like, this team is all in on this year, allegedly, right? I mean, we, we were told McMahon earlier this summer by a certain other person on the pod, how smart the Suns were to spend all this money to sign guys to player options and have all this flexibility. And since then, they basically, I don't, just only- I don't think they have any flexibility. Well, I, I know, but I they just, were, they did what they what they could to build up their depth at well, the they, start of at the start added, on July first, they had four players on their roster. Yeah, give, yeah, give them the handcuffs. Added, they've got a they've got a pretty deep roster. Sure, they added a lot of they added a lot of extra salary they didn't need to by signing all these player options, and now have since turned around and slashed money left and right in three or four different transactions. But look, I to me, if you're the Suns and you're trying to win this year, I don't think this trade makes them better. Uh, it, even the, even at the lowest point of DeAndre Ayton's value, he's better than Yusuf Nurkic. I, I just, I having spent uh, a playoff series around that franchise, I just don't think that moving forward, DeAndre Ayton was going to be uh, something that was going to be functional. Well, let me ask you this: If they, and, if and look, Monty Williams obviously and DeAndre Ayton butted heads a lot, the, but Monty's departure did not solve or did not diminish kind of the angst about DeAndre Ayton within that organization. And Wendy's giggling because he knows that I'm right. I just think in the locker room throughout the organization, and I'm not on some of these things. I don't. I think DeAndre Ayton got a raw deal. Him not playing game six surprised a lot of people in our organization and didn't necessarily go over well. I'm not a doctor. I didn't examine his ribs. I don't know how severely he was hurt. I'm just telling you. Um, his desire to have more touches was absolutely not going to work in Phoenix. And, you know, they were like, dude, they they were willing to deal him for Tim Hardaway Jr. or Sean Holmes on, on draft night. So for them to actually be able to get a, f- a few guys who might actually be decent rotation players, yeah, you know, but- a fill-in star- or starter at center and some rotation players, given the fact that they were trying to dump them, they are trying to get rid of them. That's just the reality. I guess my question is, I feel like they could have made this same trade or some variation of this trade in four months. And by making it today, They've sold this guy at the absolute nadir of his value for to and have made themselves, in my opinion, materially worse. Like if they're relying on Grayson Allen, if they they rely well, hold on. If they're relying on Grayson Allen, because you're talking about this depth, right? Oh, they got all this depth. Yusuf Nurkic is just not as good as DeAndre Ayton, and he's hurt a lot now. Obviously, he's had some unfortunate injuries. I I guess he's missed a bunch of time. Is is Yusuf Nurkic buying into the role that they need from their center better than DeAndre Ayton being I mean, about the role? That, that, I mean, Nurk is never Nurk's Nurk's not exactly been the easiest guy to deal with all the time over the course of his career either. I'm just saying, like I, the whole point, tra- like ever since they, Frank they Vogel- downgraded, they downgraded in talent at the center position. We can debate on how far the downgrade sure, was. Sure, sure. They downgraded in talent to add depth. But this, depth isn't, but this depth isn't helping them in the end in the playoffs anyway. 
Well, to add depth, and I'm telling Maybe. you, to, to, to if you're telling me they're gonna they're gonna win the championship because they have Nasir Little and Grayson Allen on the team, I'm sorry, I, that's not where championships well, are won. The chat, this goes the back to our beginning discussion about Damian Lillard and Drew Holiday. The challenge for them going forward as a second apron team is that they will not be able to aggregate players to to trade. So, one of the things that you think about improving their roster going forward is it behooves them to have big salaries. And so, you know, I can't predict what will happen in the future, but if they're indeed a second apron team, they needed to absolutely make great contact on a, on an eight and trade. And if your point bond temps is that if this was the last sort of major maneuver that they're going to be able to do for a long period of time, that it didn't impress you. That's a fair thing to say. That's a fair thing to say. Well, the but fact you, that they can't aggregate salary and they've now collected crap salary together to me, I, don't think that helps anyway. Hold on. On July 1st, they had four parentheses, numeral four, four players on their roster. Okay. I think they had a couple. I think uh, Isaiah Whitehead was a. Sure. Was a. Was a. Sure. um, Sorry. So anyway, um, he was non-guaranteed. They had four guys on their roster. Sure. You can, you can drag on Grayson Allen. That's fine. He's from Duke. I'm here for it. He is, he is a rotation player on a, on a, on a a competitive (laughs) team. Is he going to, you want to play in 30 minutes? No, he's a rotation player. Nasir Little improved his shooting last year. His big thing with him, he's never been healthy. Yeah, okay, I, think Nas Little's a D, I think these guys are okay players. That's not the argument, Wait, though. High high motor. This yeah. isn't about, this, Grayson Allen and Nasir Little are fine players. That's not that's not the argument. The argument is, in the, in the playoffs, the top-end talent is what wins you games. And one of the guy, one of the five spots that's going to play a lot of minutes for the Suns on an already thin team, they took a decent step down, and we're not sure that the guy is going to be healthy anyway. On Tim's and I just think they could have. The, the, the I, honest I, answer from Phoenix will be like, dude, in the playoffs, DeAndre Aiden opted out of Game Six. Well, I I guess I, my that, point is, I, I again, I don't know if that's fair or not. Right. I'm just telling you there are people within that organization who damn sure feel that way. I and I'm not Before arguing that, yeah. It was pretty determined that we got to move on from DeAndre and this isn't working. I'm not arguing that. I'm not arguing about that. I get it. But since Frank Vogel got there, the whole conversation has been about, well no, listen, I know a lot of it's just lip service and I get it, right? But like you're telling me Porton wouldn't have traded use of Nurkic for DeAndre Ayton in February? They had no, it's not like they could get use of Nurkic anywhere. So you had a chance to potentially, even if it's, even if you were like, we got to trade DeAndre between now and the trade deadline, you at least had a chance to potentially rehab his value some and Here's get what I'm something tell you. more for him than this by then. In, in 12 months or six months, you could take a victory lap on this bond temps. I think that lost opportunity cost was worth it to the Suns to move off of DeAndre Aiden. Well, of course it was. They saved money. They, Hooray. Good for that. I think, I think uh, it's as uh, much about a clean break, fresh start going into camp. You don't have this awkward kind of cloud lingering. I mean, I mean sure. Great. I, I don't know. I, th- to me, this team needs to be, be like winning a championship it, this year, and they just got worse. Okay. Like, this is a lot. They can have Kumbaya like vibes. you for a collection of, of lesser talented pieces, which would be difficult to find, but it'd be like, you know, just you get rid of this <laughs> black cloud. 
I'm well, just glad the Suns I, will have good vibes and be not as talented. <laughs> That's good. Look, I was interested to see how Frank Vogel used DeAndre, and that was not lip service. I was interested in seeing that. Having said that, I know what McMahon said is accurate, that there are people in that organization. I, and I'm not arguing. Done with them. And I'm not arguing. To be clear, I'm not arguing that. I know that's the case. You're but, just arguing that, the logic of it. We got it. We yeah. got it. Well, and hey, all right. All right. That's what it is. I, I like DeAndre. I hope he's happy. I was okay. going to say, as, as much as we're talking, like the people soured on him with, within the Suns, I think DeAndre Ayton is a talent. I agree. I do think he fits the timeline with all those young guards and wings much better. Now, Portland is clearly now the guy that fits Jeremy Grant because Portland's clearly entering into a, a, a rebuild, like check on him in a few years kind of situation. Um, and I, I, I think the change of scenery will certainly benefit DeAndre. And as I reported at the end of their season last year, he wanted that change of scenery. Right. All right, back to Portland. <clears throat> uh, I'm I'm a little confused as to their desire to get DeAndre Ayton, but that was that didn't happen today. They evaluated they wanted him. I do understand why they wanted to move off Nurkic, both because they weren't so sure about the contract and because Nurkic was there to set screens for for Dame Willard and offensive rebound. That's what he was there to do, and Willard is gone, so I get that. I mean, he um, could have done. He could have done that for Scoot too, but I mean, well, that's not. I don't think that's why they that, were trying that, to trade that's, him. That's fine, but they. I think that was a pairing that they liked, and I still want to hear why they signed Jeremy Grant to that contract. But um, Drew Holiday, what happens now with Drew Holiday? In my mind, Bontemps, you said twenty teams will call, but I actually think all the teams that were Dame Lillard teams instantly become Drew well, Holiday. A lot teams. more, a lot more so, teams than that. Well, I'm just saying right out of the gate. I think Miami right out of the gate. Now, the question to me is, after this Cold War between Portland and Miami, can they now do business? Maybe the answer might be no. Can they now do business on Drew? Well, I would. I'm I'm a believer. Look, I, I'm a believer in you always. You never let um, feelings get in the way of business. In the There's uh, only 29 other teams. Don't let hard feelings get in the way of a phone call. I don't know well, why you they could didn't argue talk for you could argue you could argue they got in the way the last couple of months so it worked out for Portland in the end. Look, Dame, we talked all all summer about the 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 constrictions on the Dame trade market, right? Those are all gone with Drew. He's the most he's as plug and play a guy as there is in the league. He's also on a short term deal. Obviously, teams well, want to have a longer term. But that might but be a rental. It might be a rental. It might be a rental, but it's it's easier to trade for a guy on that kind of deal than it is to trade for a guy owed $200 million in the current economic yes, environment. Of the that league. is true. And when Drew true. Holiday fits on way more teams than Dame Lillard does because of the things he does and the way he can fit in. Okay, but I want to know, do you think Miami, do you think Portland and Miami can do a Drew Holiday deal? Because and if of course I was they Miami, could. I would seriously be interested in that because number one, you can get Drew Holiday, who'd be a terrific fit there. And... Mm. Drew Holiday potentially being a free agent wouldn't be the end of the world. Oh no. Because you could leave your 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 um your options open going into the future. And you could still believe that you could keep Drew. I mean, right. you, you wouldn't be able to sign him, so there'd be no pressure. And, and secondly, and if you're looking at Drew Holiday, Jimmy Butler, Bam out of bio, like, dude, that is a tough, tough, tough. Yeah, super <laughs> tough. He's a he's a he's a Miami Heat player through and through. He'd be a great fit there. If Philly could find a way to get him, he'd be an incredible fit there. If Boston oh could God. find a way to get him, he'd be an incredible fit there. 
If New York could well, find on. a way to whoa, get him, whoa, imagine what time out, time out. Too fast, too fast. On the What's... podcast, we talk about these teams. We don't just move through them. Well, okay. So I'll talk about go. Boston. Boston, I think, kicked the tires on Dame. Uh, I don't know how far they got, but I know that they kicked the tires. Drew Holiday's been a thorn in the Celtics' side for years now. Now, they squeezed through that series two years ago, but it was a rough one. Drew Holiday yeah. gives them problems. So yeah. while you may look at the um, at the East and say, oh, man, Milwaukee's far and away the leader, and they did jump up to the number one uh, candidate, you know, in the sports books already. But if you're, if you're the Celtics, you're like, you know what, we, we kind of just, now we don't have to deal with him and we might be able to get him. So if I was the Celtics, Bontemps, I would be on the phone. They have, yes. they have, in all honesty, Derek White. Derek White. No, 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 no. That's not the trade. No, 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 no. That's oh, not the trade. Us. That's not the trade at all. The 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 money trade. The money part of the trade is Malcolm Brogdon. That's the that's the part of the trade. Which they're not trading Derek. They they yeah they ain't trading Derek White for Drew Holiday. The the trade yeah, would I be. I want Derek White. I want yeah, Derek but White. You, but you're not getting Derek White. They, they they have the Celtics have their picks. The Celtics have yeah, their but picks. The, the picks aren't. You better give me of them way the heck out because well, the Celtics they, picks well, aren't going to be very They have good. all their they have all their picks. They've got Brogdon's salary. They've got Robert Williams, who would be an interesting guy to talk about trading, given they just traded for Chris Asporzingis and they have Al I'd Horford. Rather, I they have. Don't, they don't have I all have... of their picks. They they do owe for Derek White the twenty. Yeah, a swap, a swap. Is that a swap? It's a swap. It's a top one protected swap, I believe. It's not a. It's not okay, an actual right. pick. All right. They have their. They have their picks to trade. Okay. Wait a minute. Are you arguing that Portland, who has Jeremy Grant and DeAndre Ayton, I'm saying Boston's not trading. Boston's not trading Derek White in that trade. I'm just telling you. Would be more interested in Robert Williams than Derek White. I'd be interested in Derek White. You just talked about how there's going to be robust demand. They're not okay. Boston is not going to trade Derek White. I'm telling you, if he ends up on the Celtics, it would be that would be the package. I'm telling you, it wouldn't be for Derek White. I don't like that package. I, I do think that okay, that's fine. You don't have to like it, but that's what that's what they'd be offering. I think Portland trading Drew Holiday has got to prioritize the draft capital over the you know whatever however you make the salary work. Like it's got to be about yeah. Pay. I'm not saying Boston's going to end up with Drew Holiday, but I don't. I do not foresee. And I again, maybe I'll be wrong. I didn't foresee Dame Lillard ended up on the Bucks this morning. I don't foresee a scenario where they try to trade for. Uh, Drew Holiday or some other player, and they trade Derek White. I don't think they're trading Derek White. All right. Well, I if you if the Celtics could come out of this holding Derek White and Drew Holiday, holy smokes! Whew, that would be a freaking squad. Yeah. I mean, yes, yeah. they'd be a very they'd be a very good team. <laughs> Drew Holiday is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Now you mentioned Philly. Sure. Philly. All right. Let me tell you something, a little something about Philly. We don't know what's going to happen with James Harden. Here's something interesting that I was working on today. James Harden has one of these Ben Simmons contracts. You'd think that Philly would never give one of these out again, wouldn't you? But I guess well, last the, year. The, lots of guys in the league have this kind of contract, to be clear. Not but. lots of guys. And I'm going to tell you something. A lot fewer are going to have it going forward. Well, yes. That's but I guess, 
I guess last year when Harden was taking the pay cut, they really weren't positioned to, to deal point negotiate. James Harden, he's owed um, 30, a little under 36 million this year. I think it's 35.6. He got 25% of his salary on July 1st. He has 25% of his salary due on October 1st, which is Sunday. Now, this is interesting. If your paycheck is on a Sunday, do you expect to get paid on McMahon? I'll ask you this. If your paycheck is due on Sunday, are you expecting to get your paycheck on Friday? Or are you expecting to get it on Monday? I'm expecting it on Friday. It can't be late. <laughs> okay. Well, <clears throat> apparently in the by the letter of the law in the uh, CBA, the Sixers can wait until Monday. <clears throat> so that means they gave him about $9 million. It's like 8.9. They gave him about $9 million on July 1st. They're due to give him... Nine million more, I believe, on Monday. If you're the Sixers, do you give him the nine million dollars, or do you wait for you see if he shows up for training camp? Do you wait to see if he's on the plane, reports to the plane to fly to Fort Collins? Gotta have those. Hey, he got to be there for the campfires, baby. <laughs> oh yeah, kumbaya. <laughs> uh, Bontemps, are you paying? the $9 million or are you waiting to see if James Harden reports? The I'm not even talking about media day. I'm talking about walks up the stairs to the plane and the door closes. Well, I think, I think it, I, I suspect they can't legally do it. Uh, they can't legally withholding it. They're supposed to pay it. So I, well, I think gonna, it just, what's what he going to do? File a grievance while he's, while he's, well, maybe, I mean, maybe I just, we'll see. I mean, I guess we'll see if he shows up. I suspect he's going to show up and they're going to pay him. That's my guess, but I don't. I, I don't suspect he's getting paid either way. And as far as showing up, we'll see. Uh, well, okay, showing up and that can mean a lot of different things. I didn't. I didn't. I to be you clear, I didn't say he. Really yeah. To be clear, I didn't say what he's going to do when he shows up. I just said I think okay, he's going to show let, up. Let me ask you this now. Granted, like with it, by the way, it took the Sixers and the Nets years literally years to get the fine money back to the Sixers from, they had to claw back the money from Simmons. They had to garnish his, I remember Bobby Marks writing this story. They had to garnish his wages from the Nets to yeah, get their Bobby, fine yeah. money back. Yeah, me and Bobby. Had to okay. That. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's credit. Are no, they, Bobby was James in charge. Harden, are they giving James Harden $18 million with the threat of him not showing up? I I'm mean, just, it's, it's I'm, fascinating. I'm just going to break out hives thinking about writing about these damn Simmons grievance stories. I'd write 7,000 of those stories. Oh, don't don't make me do that again, James, please. What's the best club in Fort Collins? I'm, I'm probably going to find out next week. Yeah. Look at you. I'll be on, I'll be yeah. on this I'll be on the scene looking for it. Bontemps to be working the red carpet. <laughs> <laughs> More Hoop Collective podcast after this. All right, so Philadelphia is where it all started for Drew Holiday. He was an all-star there before being traded to uh, New Orleans. Um, to start the process. Yeah. I have been told the start of the process. I have been told that, um, you know, Tyrese Maxey is not available for prime Michael Jordan. Bontemps, what would Philadelphia have to do to get in for that? I mean, I think, I think that would be a James Harden trade along with whatever other 
whatever they get for him and whatever draft assets they can cobble together, I think would be the trade for Drew there would be my guess. I don't, I don't think it would be a, I don't think it would what be a Tyrese Maxey they, for it. They still they have a couple, a... they have a cup, they have one or two picks of their own. And I think that the idea there, I get, again, I'm spitballing this, but like the idea I think would be you turn James Harden into what you can get. And then you turn around and trade that with what you have not nailed down to get drew. I think the, the, the thing that's it, this is a, a different, we talked about the Knicks. I think we should talk about them. The, the dovetail of this though, is the team that I'm looking at immediately is the Los Angeles Clippers. Cause they have Terrence Mann, they have a couple draft picks. They have expiring salary. Drew holiday on the Clippers would be pretty good. He's yeah. from LA. I think you'd feel comfortable about him resigning and you put him with those two guys if they're all on the court again very big if with mm-hmm. Kawhi and PG um who I saw our buddy Ohm tweeting today that Lawrence Frank Lawrence Frank says the Clippers have had consistent talks with Kawhi Kawhi Leonard and Paul George when asked about potential extensions he called it a process but the Clippers are hopeful to continue building around their two stars so we'll see where that is in a year however if you have Drew Holiday with those two guys that's as good of a trio as anybody has. So I Another certainly would process. think they're going to be, I certainly think they would be kicking the tires on a, yes. On a any team trade. that was a Dame team, which these it's the Sixers. And at least to a certain extent, the Celtics were the Clippers as well. So they are a drew holiday team. Now, my question is, is would they, would the Clippers, the Clippers and, and, and Sixers couldn't find anything on James Harden to make mm-hmm. a deal there. Is there a three team trade? That would get Drew Holiday to Philadelphia. That could get James Harden to the Clippers. Well, I would just if you're the Clippers, wouldn't you just rather trade for Drew Holiday? That's where I, I would was rather. Saying, that's why. That's I why would I was rather. saying that. I think I would I think, rather, but maybe you don't have enough, and maybe part of what you have, what you're going to give, gets James Harden instead of Drew. Instead of yeah, Harden. I just don't. I don't think the Sixers trading James Harden and Tyrese Maxey makes them better though. Like I don't. No, I Tyrese Maxey has been is is off limits. He will not well, be traded. Whatever. If you want to, if I, I mean, I know we're going to keep saying this line over and over again. My point is, I don't, I think that's the problem for Philly is the, the place that James Harden's likely to wind up if he gets traded. You at least you would think is the Clippers. And if he goes to the Clippers, he's probably, Drew Holiday's probably not going to Philly because the Clippers, I think, could probably outbid the Sixers. Hey, what, what's it called? Like when the, the circles overlap, is it a Venn diagram? That's wow. Right. Okay, Look so, at yeah. you, McMahon. Right. Wow. So, could you explain to me what the Venn diagram would look like? Tyrese Maxey will not be traded for prime Michael Jordan. And Daryl <laughs> Morey is a liar. Can you explain? <laughs> are they like totally separate? Is there some overlap? How does that work? I'm just going to leave that one alone. I'm just asking. <laughs> Who else do you think is legitimate uh, candidate? I mean, I don't. I mean, again, this is just me thinking about this uh, over the last hour. But you think Tom Thibodeau would like to coach Drew Holiday? Think that'd be a pretty nice fit. He'd be a pretty great fit. They were not a Dame team because they had Jalen Brunson. Drew Holiday fits great next to Jalen Brunson. He's the exact kind of fit that you want alongside uh, Jalen Brunson. Well, now there's a team with draft capital. Yeah, and. Yeah, here's the thing. They're being patient with it. Okay. We talked a lot about the possibility of Giannis. The Embiid possibility is still out there. I would assume that Giannis is going to at least 
be satisfied for a little bit here. In, in other words, not be on the potential block next summer. Um, is is cashing some of that in for Drew Holiday and and diminishing your odds of being able to potentially pull off a Joel Embiid deal? Is that worth it for the Knicks? I mean, maybe it, you don't. Depends. Maybe you maybe you wouldn't be diminishing it. Maybe you'd be strengthening it. Maybe you'd be strengthening it. I will say this: the one thing about the Knicks, they have terrific salary, tradable salary, right there with um with uh with Evan Fournier. Fournier, yep. Um, they, you know. Emmanuel quickly is an incredible potential sweetener um, that you could put in there in addition to draft capital. I mean, we're we're arguing over how Boston, Philly, and the Clippers might have to scrape together something. The Knicks can put together a compelling package mm-hmm. and still leave a bulk of their assets. I mean, there's yeah. you know, the one thing that you know, Bontemps and I have talked about this. I'm, I know privately, I can't remember if we said it publicly. Um, I think the Knicks have the ammunition to make two, depending on how they handle their business, to make two star player trades. And this is an example. And you know, you have to you have to decide whether Drew Holiday fits your team's timeline, because Drew Holiday is in his 30s. But I think the Knicks should seriously look at this. The other thing is if you have seven first round picks to trade. When you start the negotiation with the team for a guy like Joel Embiid, they're going to ask for seven first round picks. <laughs> yes, absolutely. If you've got four, you to trade, five, if you have five, they're going to ask for five or four. They're going to right. ask. For five. By the way, with some swaps, which what you need, the, what you really need, if you're a team like the Knicks, is you need a player like Joel Embiid to say, "Make me a Nick." Yeah, that's what you need. That's so right. that and if and if getting Evan Fournier, if getting Fournier, if getting Drew Holiday <laughs> pushes you. In that direction, that's something you got to consider. Consider other. The other thing is, if Evan you're Fourier can't being... get him beat on the French team. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Um, can Drew Holiday get him on the American team? That's that's the question. <laughs> um, I think New York is a very compelling one. Let me bring up one other one. What about Chicago? No. For what? For who? For what? No, I don't. I don't think that makes sense. I mean, well, they're, I well, they're, well, they're not, be, they're not in good position with draft picks. Yeah. I just don't think Chicago making a win now trade period makes sense. Well, yeah, that's a fair why, point. And why, and why would Drew, why would Drew be interested in staying in Chicago either? Yeah. I, I, I think Chicago should be going. We talked about this last year. I think Chicago should be going the other way. Look, there's some other interesting teams. This is a total off the wall one, but how about Sacramento? I thought about Sacramento. I'm just scanning like, dude, you talk about a team that needs a uh, two-way guy who's a dominant defender. Now, how is it, what exactly does that deal look like? I haven't gotten that deep into it. But, man, if, if the Kings are, are serious about taking another step after taking that big-time leap last year, I mean, you got to at least kick this around and try to figure out if there's a, a path. I mean, if you did Kevin Herter and and some other salary, you could you could probably find a way to get close enough to get it done. I haven't quite done the math, but they own I mean, all their picks going forward. Is that correct? They they don't have their uh, they don't have their they they owe a pick to Atlanta from the Herter trade for for Herter, but they have picks they could trade in the future. Now here's another one. How about the Golden State Warriors? I would be calling left and right 
if I was Mike Dunleavy Jr., I have a nice, large $30 million expiring salary. I'm a team oh, Chris Paul. I've got listen, some draft capital in the far, future. You're going too far on a former podcast guest. I cannot listen, allow this. Listen, yeah, hey, I've got... three would be so eager. Oh, sure. Let me come up here and just wilt. I'll, I'll mend hey, over they've got, they've got Jonathan Kaminga. They've got Jonathan Kaminga. They've got Moses Moody. They've got future draft picks, and they've got a giant expiring salary. Listen, I'm not going to, I'm not. What's their, what's their future draft pick situation? What's their future draft pick situation? They've traded their 2031st. I believe they have all of their picks in between. They still owe 24. That's the thing. No, I know. I've said all the picks in between. The one you said and that one. I think they have all the picks in between. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't feel so bad about late 20s swaps with the Golden State Warriors. I'm going to, I'm double checking right now. I mean, look, if you could turn Chris Paul into Drew Holiday. Oh, I didn't even think about it, Bontemps. If I'm Mike Dunleavy. I Dunleby, like I'm, it. I like Dunleby, it. But this is the Listen, thing. Listen, but, but, but this not, is what I was I, saying before. No, I'm just getting the CP six man of the year campaign off the ground. You can't trade him. Are you serious? I am serious. But here's the thing. This is what I was saying before. Like, you're right, Brian. The teams that were interested in Damian Lillard will be interested in Drew Holiday. The thing about Drew Holiday is far more teams will be interested in Drew Holiday because you could plug him into virtually any situation. He can play off the ball. He can play on the ball. Terrific defender. Shorter-term contract. You have flexibility with that. It's just a he's way more malleable as a player to fit into a lot of spots. So Dame is better. I'll give you but, another one I thought about. What about the team that traded him to Milwaukee? Yeah, I mean, again, New Orleans, I mean, would be a fascinating fit for him. Certainly. Certainly would. The, um, the Blazers, the Blazers and the Pelicans like to do business. I was gonna say they've got they've got history. Um the Pelicans. Yeah, the Warriors just a just a button up picks to play with. Just to button up the Warriors. It's top four this year, top one in twenty-five and unprotected in twenty-six. So you'd have to potentially amend the deal with Memphis. I don't know if Memphis would be up for that or not. But it's Boston's pick now. uh, Oh, right. Correct. That's that's right. But it's Boston's pick. So from the original Andre Iguodala salary dump. That's right. And and Boston and the uh, deal that sent Smart to Memphis and the whole KP three-way thing. Yeah. So you might have to get Boston on board with doing that. But you could potentially find a way to sweeten that for Boston too. But I mean, oh, look, Boston, if I'm the no, we want Drew Holiday. We, ain't, we ain't <laughs> well, yeah. Anticipating, but right? if I'm the if I'm the if I'm the Warriors, I'm trying. I'm trying because again, put Drew Holiday with how about Drew Holiday and Steph Curry in the same backcourt? That'd be pretty damn good. Then they pretty good. Uh, <laughs> what were you gonna say? Nothing. <laughs> no comment. That's I'm, I'm sorry. I haven't really heard anything for the last three minutes. I've been thinking about the Warriors getting Drew Holiday. Guy, I didn't even think about it. Then I really would wonder what their best starting lineup would be. Oh yeah, then you would. Then you'd be having a real. Uh, you'd be having a real discussion about it. By the I way, mean, hey, you mentioned the Dion Waiters. We have six starters thing that Blatt pulled out. They're giving. They're giving CP three to no, Dion. He, no, he said no. Kerr said that we've got six starters. I know, but you said that Blatt, Blatt said, that said Blatt said he was a second today. starter. Kirk, oh, Kirk. oh, okay. Sorry, distant cousins. I'm I'm still thinking about the Warriors. <laughs> you melted Wendy's brain. 
Well, here's and here's another team actually. Talk about an ideal I'm... fit. My God, Drew Holiday playing with Steph Curry. I was pretty good. Sack. Wow. Here's another one. Here's another one that would be interesting. Um, how about Memphis? Yeah, I mean, Memphis so... has all their picks. You could get there with this. I mean, it'd be a little a little complicated with the sour, but you, you could get there. You could do Luke Kennard and Brandon Clark and some other stuff and get there. If you're doing that, I think you're having to get pretty heavy with the picks. Well, but that's the point, though, right? Like that, if you're doing that move, it's like you're, it's your Mikhail well, Bridges move. One, you're of the, going, one of the factors to go on all this the, is the top one guy. Of the, one of the factors on all this is the chance to he's going to stay there. If you're going to give, if you're going to give that kind of of assets, you got to know he's going to stay there, and I don't see why he would pledge that. Yeah, especially uh, because Memphis, you know, obviously they're hoping Ja gets right and is the face of their franchise they just maxed out bane he's a huge core piece they just gave up a significant amount of assets to get yeah Marcus smart you can't you can't maybe i don't know you can't start four guards i mean drew and drew and marcus might be the two strongest guards in the league i know if any of them can but like and 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 des is built like a tank too like you i mean what are you gonna do you're gonna start four guards with jaron jackson jr and I mean, obviously, it's out rebounded I mean, by 72 each game. I mean, you could potentially have, you know, one of those guys. You can maybe have Marcus come off the bench and that's an area. We already saw that. We already saw four guards with Jaron Jackson. It didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, they, could, they couldn't even beat freaking. Uh, uh, I forgot who the hell they lost to. It's a long they time. lost to Lithuania, Germany. Lithuania. Yeah. My thing is just that all these teams are going to kick the tires on it. Like, you, I think you have to at least consider it if you're all these teams. Well, and who knows where he's going to wind up? We can talk about plenty of other teams where he'd be a great fit, but they don't have the assets because of the interest that there will be in Drew Holiday. Like, you don't think he'd be an awesome fit for the Mavericks, but they don't have the assets to get in that kind of conversation. I mean, how many teams can't use a a very good offensive player who's an awesome defender? No, right. That's I mean, you could plug him in anywhere, but but again, Drew with Holiday, this contract situation, think- there's obviously being good is also a component here too. I think last year was his 13th year in the league, 12th or 13th. And you could argue as the best year of his career. That's who you'd be trading for. So yeah, it goes back to the beginning. Like I, it's no reflection on Dame. I think Dame's awesome. And they very well may win the title with him and Giannis. I just, uh, Drew's really good and was just such a good fit there. I just don't know how much better it makes. Yeah, but if he gets Giannis year, to stay, it'll be a win. Last year, because Milton was hurt and then, you know, um, there were the knee issues for Giannis. Drew had to pick up his scoring, and he he just did. He's like, okay, I'm going to score now, and he did. Um, all-time character guy. Okay, a lot more to come in the next few days. Um, this trade was good for the league. I don't know how it hurt individual teams. This trade was good for the league. Um, sure was. Uh, it really is going to, and I and I and I, and the potential retrade of Holiday will be you know, very interesting too. And I don't remember a trade of this magnitude, this close to training camp. I've seen some trades happen at the start of the season. I remember specifically Allen Iverson, Chauncey Billups getting traded maybe like seven to 10 days into the season. Well, I mean, it's um, probably the, I mean, I guess I'm just thinking Harden was at the end Harden, of camp. Harden was, no, the end or of was camp. that now? It was like seven or eight games into Harden. 
Harden. No, 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 no. The first Harden trade. Oh, yeah, that's the last one. Yeah, the, the Harden two. That was that was like that was a contract dispute at the end of October. But it was this, before the season started, wasn't it? That's true. That's true. But I'm saying mostly the time teams coming into camp, they like to have Ky- their stuff. The signed. Kyrie trade was like Labor Day weekend ish, right? That was, earlier, that one, late, that one, late, that one late was, August. That one was mid-August because it was like the D team for the uh, for the show formerly known as the Jump, and I know that because I was on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Dwight Howard went to the Lakers, like in um, that was in August. I remember that. that. August. But I'm talking about like literally with less than a week to go before I started training camp. I don't remember a trade like this. So. Especially not with multiple. I mean, I don't know if Drew's going to be in the Hall of Fame, but certainly Dame is going to be in the Hall of Fame, and Drew is a top top player. I mean, guys like that get swapped in a trade right and now. And Crazy. number one overall pick, who's who's yeah, right, yeah, right, yet. right. And, <laughs> you know, you're talking about a, a trade that involves I don't know how many teams you want to call real contenders, but the Bucks and the Suns are two of them. Not that for long sure. Ago. And whoever ends up with Drew is going to be another one, likely, in some form. Because it's probably not going to be a middling team that's trading for him. It's probably going to be somebody that fancies itself as a conference finals contender or higher. Good stuff, I guess that's man. the final question. What What's our over-under on when Drew's going to get traded? Like, Is he going to be there till January? I, oh, I no. Mean, I think the feels... auction's, the auction's going to happen right now. I, I, mean, I, say, I don't think he plays a game. In, I don't think he plays a game for the quarter. Well, the trip. better question is, is he where is he on media day? I sort of wonder if this is done by Sunday. I just I total spitballing be. to be clear. No aggregators, not no knowledge. No, well, didn't you hear? You, you don't uh, need Drew to Holiday is going to be a warrior. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't it feels like you put him on the block and say, hey, uh, Sunday at three o'clock, deal's done. Where is yeah. he going to go? Hey, get your best offers in now. And I, yeah, that's going to be something. I mean, it doesn't make any sense for him to play for Portland. They've got yeah, it makes all- as much sense as it did for Dame. Yeah, exactly. For all the same reasons. For even that, like clearly Drew Holiday does not want to be stuck in Portland this season. It doesn't make sense for anybody. No. And he's got value. It's not like you've got to try to restore his that. And hell no, he's got value. Let's, How long was Chris let's, have Paul- a, let's have a bidding war and get a deal done. How long was Chris Nothing- Paul in Washington? Five days? Uh, I would say zero days, but how, well, how but I mean between yeah, trades. I'm looking it up. Right, I'm looking it up right now. He was there for I think less than a week. Long, trying, long enough to throw to Isaiah things. Thomas under the bus. Wait, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, he basically told the New York Times. That oh, the- oh yes, right, 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 right. I was oh, thinking. Uh, I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking more recent Isaiah Thomas. No, not not, not former Mavs great Isaiah Thomas. Zeke. Yeah, so he was officially traded on the six, but that was agreed to way before that. So, uh, well, my yeah. anyway, uh, it was only a handful of days. That, my concern is that Drew Holiday gets traded again before this pod post. So we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> um, thank you to Jackson. Thank you to Bontemps. Thank you to McMahon. I don't know when we're going to talk to you next. I'm supposed to have a pod post on Friday. I don't know. Uh, Monday, we're going to do a big podcast from everybody at Media Day, and we'll post Tuesday. So we may be a little off our schedule for the next few days. Who knows? Uh, Thank you for listening to Collective Podcast. Adios, amigos. 